Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Claiborne joins us now on the opening drive. We've enjoyed the visits with Mike every Tuesday. It's great to have you with us, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, Count down the days before it's over with. Uh, have you f- decided to forego this uh, last trip to Milwaukee? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm not there. Um, I got a little medical procedure I have to undertake, and uh, that, that will keep me on the shelf for a while. Would If you were healthy, would you make the last trip to Milwaukee? You know what? I'm one of those guys that like to see it through. And, you know, I I think one of the reasons why, because, you know, I like the guys we have on the team. I like the people I work with. And, uh, you know, you kind of want to go down on the ship together. So I I would probably go. Yeah, you're a a gamer. Hey, Mike, uh, when when we had the 1990 season, you remember it well, because good friends of ours, like Bernard Gilkey and Ray Langford and, and Brian Jordan came up. And at least at the end of that season, I felt like, OK, this team is really bad, but I, I see a great future. Do you, And I see some future here. I, I like a lot of the, the young Cardinal players led by, obviously, Walker and Wynn. But this feels different to me because that was a full rebuild. How do you feel about this club right now, and granted, there's going to be changes, but heading into 2024, this group of players taking the field in 2024? Well, that's a good question because I I think you have some budding stars that still need some work, and then you have a lot of guys who all do the same thing. You know, whether it's Edmund or Donovan or, you know, you look at guys who are interchangeable, um, you know, you have to say, all right, how many of these guys do we need? The other thing is – you have to think about, are, are these guys going to make you better? So th- that means you're going to have to shake it up a little bit and move some players and, and bring in some people who you think can make you better. Now, they, that doesn't mean these guys can't play. But I think you have to look at, you know, how much better are we going to be if we bring the band back? And I don't think you're going to be good enough. So you're going to have to make some adjustments somewhere along the way. And obviously pitching is where it starts. And, and yeah, I know we talk about um, – getting some, some front-end rotation, I think he better get some back-end bullpen. Because mm-hmm. if I'm a pitcher and you're recruiting me, I'm going to ask you two questions. Who, what do you have in the bullpen and who's catching? Because you know nobody wants to go out <clears throat> and spend <clears throat> six or seven innings to give your team a chance only to have a bullpen and give it back. And I think you have to be very honest about that. And, you know, you look at Philadelphia – they had, what, three or four closers in their bullpen. So if you're a pitcher with Philadelphia, you say, if I can get to the seventh, this thing is a wrap. And I think you have to have that mentality as you sell what you're trying to do for 2024. And I, and I bring up the catching. You know, Wilson Contreras got out to a rough start. He's gotten better. Andrew Kisner, and I said, I said this to you guys earlier, had Kisner and Herrera played this well last year, Wilson Contreras might not be here. 
you may have invested that money into something else. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Both of those guys did a really good job. Uh, You know, now they didn't play every day, but when they were called upon, it was a market improvement from last year. So you have to make sure you convince whoever you're going to bring in, especially if it's a free agent, this is the guy who's going to catch, and, and here's why we think he's going to be better than he was last year. So those are the two things you have to do. And then I think the other question is, where are you going to get pitching? I mean, it's not like there's a big tree in the backyard of a bunch of free agents. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that teams are looking to move because as you look at the game, the game is starved for pitching at, at, at a relieving level and certainly at the starting level. So teams aren't apt to give up something that quickly unless they're a team that doesn't feel like they're going anywhere and they have a commodity and they might be able to get something really juicy in return. So you'd have to look at those teams first and say, boy, you know, if this guy was in our uniform, he might be a better pitcher. And those teams might be willing to do business with you, but contending teams aren't going to be moving guys. Yeah, I think that that's a very fair point. We were talking about this, too, the past couple of days, about when you're looking at pitching, obviously you're going to still have to go out and get some so that you're not in the same situation going into this season. But do you, how do you feel confidence-wise about the pitchers available that you have in the minor league system, too? Do you think that some of those guys will be ready to make that jump for next season if called upon? Well, you know, we didn't see them this year, and that's an indicator. <clears throat> now, Graceffo is a guy that a lot of people think can come in and be part of your bullpen. But he's a rookie. And so you know, I think you need more experience. And the other thing I would do, Brooke, you know, there's two things, two other things I would add. I would add experience on the ball club. And I'd go out and get me a rusty nail, a guy who's played a little bit, who has no problem, you know, letting these young guys know, hey, look, man, this is how you have to get it done. Or challenge people to be better. We haven't had that in a while. And I think it's something that's missing. So I'd get a rusty nail and I'd get more experience in the bullpen. Clay, are there any concern about the injuries, the amount of injuries, specifically Nolan Arenado, who uh, is on the IL with back spasms? It seemed to me like he was dealing with back issues all season long. Do you have any concern there? No, not really. I, I think that's just wear and tear. Uh, you know, he played with that for a lot of the season, especially when the Cardinals tried to make that one last run before the deadline. You know, those guys really tried to load up and, and go hard. I just think it's just wear and tear. I'll I, I tell you, Terry, you mentioned the back. I'd be more concerned about Nolan Gorman, who's 23, who's already having back issues. That that would be a more yeah. of a concern. I think you have to make sure you get him squared away also. But, yeah, I'm not worried about the, the Arnados and the Goldschmidts. Those guys take good care of themselves physically on and off the field. So that, that would not be as big of a concern as some other people. Claims, uh, I was just uh, I was doing a search for the 1989 and 90 Cardinals, and I came up on the uh, the Frank DePino Mark Grace fight. Better fight, uh, DePino yeah. and Grace, or Will Clark against our middle infield? <laughs> well, you know that they both have back backstories. You know the the San Francisco Rockets. Remember that really kind of started on Friday night mm-hmm. with Roger Craig and Whitey, and it just kind of escalated into Sunday, and Scott Terry decided he was going to get his tags in, and one thing led to another. But that was a good one. And you remember, Randy, they had the, the Cardinals used to have this charity event called the Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Barbecue was that night, and there were more swollen lips and, and <laughs> lumps on players' heads. And I remember Jack saying, Jack Buck said, 
This is the only time a guy can come home with scratches on his back and his wife will forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. By the way, it's funny. I was just telling these guys yesterday because it was that ruckus against San Francisco where Whitey said, remember, Vince stole a base up by seven right. or something like that. Yep. And Whitey said, if they promise to quit hitting home runs, we'll promise to quit stealing bases. Stealing bases. Exactly. <laughs> and he and Roger were never on the same page. I mean, here we have these – they weren't middle-aged guys. They were seniors mm-hmm. out there scuffling, which was hilarious. Yeah, the two managers and, were going at it. Nice. Yeah. And, and, oh, and the other guy. one was Mark Grace was a rookie, and some, there were some issues between he and Topino. And I think Topino wanted to remind him he was a rookie, and he threw with Gracie late, and Gracie went and got him, and we had all hell break loose on that day. And I've talked to Gracie about that story a couple of times, and he just kind of rolls his eyes. He said, what was he thinking? He didn't think I was going to come get him? You know? So, I mean, and those are the things. You know what? It's funny because we don't see that as much. And let's face it, none of these guys can really fight. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fun to watch Pedro Guerrero basically saying, hold me back, hold me back. Hold me back, yeah. Make sure you get a good hold on me now. Don't, don't let me go. That's amazing. I mean, we just don't see that very much anymore. And not that I'm advocating violence at the ballpark, but I think sometimes this is a game of messages. And if you don't let another team know that, you know, you're here for the long haul, I think they kind of come in and break up your furniture a little bit too much, and, and we see that a little too much these days. And Claves, I have to laugh because I'm thinking about our late great friend Mike Shannon, who said, "Hey, let it just be like a hockey fight. It's one on one. If a third guy's in, he gets thrown out, but the umpire lets the hitter go out to the mound, and those two just go at it until they're worn out." And you know what? Here's the thing with that: we never have another fight. No, if that was the way rules were taken, because none of these guys really want. I mean, again. It's that hold me back mentality. Now there's a handful of guys that would probably want to go get somebody, uh, but I think they look at the box score and see who was pitching first. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're not running out on Gibson. They're not running out on Randy Johnson. You know, we saw what happened when uh, Ventura ran out on Nolan Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, those guys. There just aren't that many guys like that anymore. No. I remember. You remember the when the Cardinals beat the Braves in Game Five. And Ronald Acuna Jr. was just killing the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, we couldn't get him out. And Flaherty drilled him. I mean, he, he, he scores like 11 to 1 or whatever. And Flaherty drilled him. And, you know, he came off the mound as if he was coming to get the next baseball and basically say, Here I am. Yeah. And Acuna was writhing in pain so much. He's like, That's ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, but we don't see that anymore. And it's kind of a lost art. Uh, but I think it's still part of the game. One last question for you. Adam Wainwright, obviously we're saying goodbye to him and his long Cardinals career this weekend, a Cardinals legend. What do you think is more likely? Will we see him at the plate or on the mound this weekend? Well, I'm going to hide his glove. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to hide his glove. (laughs) Good. And I'm going to let him pinch it. Hmm. I'm going to let him take one more step to the plate and let him pinch it. Now, the, the kicker is if you're the pitcher, and now all of a sudden you're part of this. How do you react? How do you react? Do you you, you don't throw at him? I mean, he's he's Adam Wayne, right? He's just trying to have some fun. But you got to bear down on him. The yeah. Reds will have something to play for too, Mike. The, the Reds will have uh, almost certainly have something to play for. They'll still be alive, I would guess, by the time this starts. Yeah, and and that's the neat thing about the last day of the season. Everybody starts at the same time. Uh, but you're right, Cincinnati. They 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 have a glimmer of hope. But, you know, let's face it, uh, they have something to play for. And 
you know, if you're another team, you say, well, wait a minute. I thought you put a professional effort out there. You, you're putting out a guy who's a pitcher at 42 years old who hasn't, hasn't had a bat in his hand in a couple of years. So what are you doing here? So there's a lot of, lot of underlying issues that come with it. But the first and foremost thing is I'm hiding his glove. That is no longer pitching. You can do all anything else you're doing. Take the lineup card out. You want to coach third by third base. You want. I don't care what you do, but you're not putting a glove on. All right. Claves, one more thing before we get to Claves Online. I'm going to interview Mel Gray later today for our TV show that runs on Channel 2 on Sunday night. Um, and if you have, if you're driving around and you don't know who Mel Gray from the St. Louis Football Cardinals is, just do a YouTube search. I implore you to do a YouTube search because Mel Gray was in the '70s, what Tyreek Hill is right now. Your favorite Mel Gray moment? Boy, I guess the Phantom Catch would be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way he could he could turn defensive backs inside out, and you have to remember he and Cliff Branch were both running track at Missouri, and, and Cliff was at Colorado. I mean, these two guys were the fastest people in the country at that point as far as football was concerned. Uh, he was truly a deep threat. Not a big man at all, but, you know, he was tough as Bob Ryan. I remember, remember that year he was playing with a broken nose? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he, he, was, he was tough, man, but he was as fast as any player I've ever seen. You know what I loved is he he caught touchdown passes against Dallas, and there would be Charlie Waters and Benny Barnes prone on the ground, and Mel would run back to him and just spike the ball with their heads right between them. They're laying there like they've been pillaged, and Mel would just run up and just spike the ball between them. I mean, it was a real bitter rivalry. I mean, you know, the Cardinals didn't have a lot of success against the Cowboys, but when they did, they had no problem having a parade float to, to celebrate. It, it was it was a lot of fun back then. All right, this is a great time of year. So many sports going on. What do you have going on at Claves Online? Well, we have a really good podcast. Uh, it's still up with Carl Reed, a uh, longtime coach here in St. Louis. Uh, he works with 24-7 as, as a scouting service. Tuss is talking about the game and where it's headed in football. Uh, also, we're going to have uh, – um, Bob Nightingale, we'll wrap up Bob Nightingale as far as the regular season. That'll be on Thursday. Uh, the Daily Cards of Rammer and Rocchio, that's every day. That's always fun. Or Roderick, rather. Uh, that's always fun. Dr. Rick will be back next week in the podcast to begin again with him with sport, regarding sports medicine. And coming to a podcast near you, Cedric the Entertainer and I had a good visit the other day. And uh, we're going to drop that here in the next couple of days. And uh, we, we cover a lot of things. Awesome. We always love your work. We always love having you on, Michael. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. And uh, can we do one more uh, next week? We'll do a, a well. We, you can come on whenever, man. We, we we love having you every Tuesday. Well, once I get get this other procedure squared away, I told Carrie I'm going to just come in and sit there one day. I can't do a lot of movement, so I'll just sit there and get in the way. We'll do it. Have a great day. Take care of yourself, man, and we'll see you soon. You got it. Take care. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that's Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN. I'm watching Mel Gray highlights right now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Man, was, 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 already going. He was something. He was just. It, he really was Tyreek Hill. If you if, that Tyreek Hill game against Tampa a few years ago, that was Mel Gray. Hmm.